Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Light in the Morning podcast. I'm excited to welcome program Margo Lemark. Margo, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing great, Neil. I hope you are, too. Oh, I'm doing fantastic because, again, it's my favorite time of the year. I'm ready for some candy. I've been kind of not, I guess, uh, dieting just to gain 10 pounds on Halloween. You know, when you trick or treat, there's lots of candy <laughs> and you never know all those different things. And also always people are giving you candy and we all know it in the offices and stuff. So time to get a little bit of a sweet tooth going, but I guess yeah. on a somber note, and we're going to, today's topic, we're not next, next podcast, we're going to talk about chapter four, but this is more of a sign of the reason you wrote the book was because of your brother and your brother passed away on October 31st. Is that correct? That's correct. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little about that. And then I want to get into signs of remembering your loved ones in ways that are real signs that you're almost speaking to them as you're able to speak to your the dog, your dog that passed away or to other people that that's the one thing to think about. If you want to read light in the morning, you really are going to find out Margot. Yes, she was an undertaker's daughter, but really she was, has been able to communicate with the dead in certain ways and be- believes in that and also facilitates it through mediums. But go ahead, Margot, with uh, talk, talk about your brother for a second. Yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, you know how, how you remember people. And actually the whole reason for my book is my memorial, you could say, to my brother. Um, y- yes, he get, did die on Halloween, which is a very strange day to die. I mean, it was just, you know, the whole feeling about Halloween. It was really strange. Um, not to mention how difficult it was. But, um, y- you know, when you think of Day of the Dead, they remember people. And they, they, and many people make monuments to people and they, they will plant a tree for somebody. Um, I just did this whole garden for my dog, Bindi. I wrote this whole book for my brother, Mike. Um, you know, there's things that come out of death. There's great big gifts that come out of death. And when we memorialize that, we definitely remember them. And when we remember them, they don't die. You know, somebody said once, when do the dead die? when they are forgotten. And so by remembering the people that we love, and don't you feel that if you've ever had somebody that's died, you know, I feel like my brother hasn't died in a way because I talk about him so much. I see pictures around my house. Same with my parents, you know, we can't talk to them on the phone, but they feel so strongly here because we actually memorialize them. And I think that's a real important thing to talk about is, is how we remember people and the importance of remembering and honoring their life after they've gone. I, I think it's a wonderful thing. I think it's a tremendous thing, Margo, because it's something we talk about. The millennials are really getting this and also even younger that when they lose their loved ones, they really figure out ways of celebrating, which we've talked about in this podcast uh, before. But the the memories of people, I think of my father who passed and uh, it was a summer of, I guess, two years ago. And I still miss him. I want to ask him questions yeah. today especially in the turmoil times of my life and say, dad, what can you do to help me? And I think of him and I think of him in so many ways of how he was there for me at the end, even though he was passing on, he was with me, uh, really giving me good encouragement, things like that. And he was my best man at my, at my wedding. So really he just, he's just a powerful person in my life. And I remember him all the time. And it's like, maybe I want to remember more, but there's some ways of remembering, but also they could be speaking to us. 
And mm-hmm. that's the thing, Margo, that you amazingly have told me before they passed and after they passed, uh, you know, as bigger than you wouldn't believe. So let's kind of jump right to it of some ways we can remember our loved ones in a way that they're speaking to us, like things to look at kind of go to that. Okay. There's probably many levels of this. I'll start with the kind of most superficial level. Um, And people have this experience all the time. Um, Like for example, a girlfriend of mine, whenever she sees this white feather falling through the air, she knows it's her dad. She knows it. it because how many times do you see a white feather fall through the air? You don't. <laughs> and so when it does, and I don't remember, she told me the experience of how she knows that's her dad, but she knows it's her dad. And, um, you know, there was some experience about a white feather with him. And so naturally he, he, he finds white feathers to fly around her when, when he's around um, you know, another friend has, uh, you know, whenever the hummingbird, you know, fulfills that same thing, um, butterflies, coins, lights, light bulbs, you know, there's lots of different things. And here's, here's the thing, Neil, when you associate something like that with somebody and it happens, you know, it's them. It's hard to yes. explain it's it's hard it sounds so woo woo you know to hear that oh this white feather was my dad and i know it because of this you know but but the person who's experiencing it knows it yes. for sure you know like if your dad were to come to you in any form if he were to come to you now the one thing you'd know for sure is it's your dad you would know it because your dad has an essence. You, yes. you never doubted that it was your dad when you looked at him. <laughs> you know, it was your dad, and they have this same everything about them. They're just not in a physical body. So when people have these experiences, they know for sure. So and what, that's what what's bringing, cool about it. Go ahead. What about, what about person that passes on that always was that part of your life that somehow a new person you meet becomes part of that person? in a way that they're able to take the place, but not in a way, but like some, like maybe that they brought that person to us. Mm. Oh, I, I believe that for sure. I believe that for sure. Because if you think of it this way, if you think that these people who are no longer in the body are right here with us, they're just not in a body. Well, they're just moving around doing things, helping us talking to us, trying to get us to hear them, trying to point us in directions. They are doing that. We just can't see it. You know, we can't see it. They're not in the body and our eyes only see this physical plane that we are on. But people that can see these other planes, they can see the people and what they're doing. So yes, I completely agree with you that um, somebody probably came into your life because your father nudged them. That He probably set that up and, and some level wherever he's at to make sure you met. You know what I mean? Right. I feel that completely. It's just like in real life, except that they're not in the body. So yes, I, I agree that that happens. And that person helps you who didn't help, that was your, the person that helped you before. So they passed on. And I, I believe those nudging, but I love the idea you think about certain things that are reminders of that person, but you really think that person is speaking to them. But what about hints to get you to be more open to it? Like, you know, how mediums are and how they help channel that in so many ways. Mm-hmm. But what about Margot, where some that basically a feeling you get 
entering a room, some sort of thing that gets you more open to really explore possibly working with mm -hmm. people. Kind of give us mm -hmm. some of those mm -hmm. explanations. I, I like the idea of the sign of that person, a flower or a bird or somehow, my gosh, my, my father was looking out for me when the rain completely stopped. When I was, things like, it's almost like what, you know, the, the, the church believes, uh, the Catholic church believes in the guardian angel, that that person's your angel looking out for you. But what about really speaking to you? Some signs that could help then maybe explore in a medium because you're getting these signs, like you got in your book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, one thing, I, I am quite sure that one thing that really keeps me open for people to come and talk to me is because I meditate. You know, when we, you know, I can tell you're, you're busy like I am. I'm just busy in my daily life. And um, it's really hard for people to get through to us when we're that busy. So I think one of the best things people can do if they really want to kind of explore deeper realms in life, I think, I think the first step is to, to learn some type of meditation that quiets your mind down. Because I can tell you, every time somebody came to me, it was in the deep of the night, when I was completely quiet or in a meditation when I was completely quiet and surprised somebody came to me, you know, so somehow we have to quiet our mind. We have to get rid of all of the, um, at least temporarily, I'm just saying during this time of communication, you have to somehow get rid of all those superficial thoughts that are just bombarding your mind all the time. Have your heart really open, have an intent to, to, talk to this person and then listen because i can tell you the people that have spoken to me they speak in concepts they will say a phrase but that phrase means a whole thing like it would take me um a couple of minutes to explain to you what that meant you, you know what i mean what i mean but but, yes. but they speak in very clear simple phrases or sentences or something, but it's very simple and, and it's the whole concept that's behind it. When you get the communication from them, you get the whole concept, even though four words were said. So it's very cool. But in order to get that, you really have, you have to be quiet. You have to be in this very quiet mental state, in this very open, loving, soft heart space. And I say soft because your heart has to feel like it's just simply open. And, and when you say that, I just said that word open. I could feel my heart just sort, of, just sort of fall open. And when you're in that quiet mental state, in that very quiet, open heart state, with the intent of communicating with someone, I think that's when it happens. I have been communicating with my dogs now since taking this animal communication class. And it's, it's just like that. It's just exactly like I described. So you have to find a way to become quiet. You know, you've got to quiet the mind, quiet the body, open the heart, breathe, you know, just simply be in this yeah. very kind of open, flowy state. And that's when it happens because I don't think it can happen, Neil, when you and I are out in our busy day, just being so crazy busy. It, it, they don't have any room to talk to you. There's no space to come into you. So yeah, that exactly. Oh, wow. And when you have that come into you, you you're able to see if they're speaking to you, right? If yes, absolutely. 
So a lot of those times that have happened in your book was based on meditating that they, the, the openness. Um, either meditating or when I was sleeping, a lot of times it was in the middle of the night when I was sleeping, because there's a very quiet state, you know, finally your mind is turned off and your body is actually sleeping. It's quiet. It's not running around. So a lot of things come to me in the night, but, um, but, but now I'm communicating. Um, I do this one meditation I've done for most of my life and it's just a fantastic meditation. It's not a meditation where you talk to people. It's a meditation where you transcend and you quiet the mind. And I think I have um, kind of a quieter mind because of doing that my whole life. You know, I've really yes. cultured that. And so I think that's probably why people can find me because I do have quiet spots, not during the day when I'm working, but quiet times do come to me and they go, oh, she can hear me now. And they come to me. I think that's probably must be what happens because it, it seems like that is what happens. But I think... Um, so I think meditation helps your life in general, but it also helps you become quieter. So it's easier for you to settle down, open your heart and listen and hear, you know, just hear if there's, if there's somebody that you want to speak to. I love Margo. And I think that that's the thing that you're, you're open to that. And then after you start feeling that you move forward, I, you believe in manifestation, don't you, Margo? Because Absolutely. Our, our, our brain is able to, to create what we want through power of manifestation. I finally figured it out. I'm like, I wondered why lots of people that are religion in religion, if they really believe that truly it's going to come true through manifestation, it's our worries and our fears that keep us from building that power of manifestation. But through meditation, through allowing our brain, our subconscious to work, powerful things will happen to us in our lives. Exactly. And what happens with the meditation I do, it's transcendental meditation. What happens is the brain waves between the left and the right hemisphere, as the brain settles down, it becomes more and more coherent and they measure the brain waves. And these very incoherent waves start out when you first sit down to meditate. But after a couple of minutes, they start to become more and more coherent between the left and the right hemispheres of the brain. And that never happens any other time. So it's really powerful. And so I, I would encourage anybody to do that anyway, just to be more successful and happy in life. But if you want to communicate with people that we can't see on this earth, then that's a really good thing to prepare your whole physiology for. And then just learn techniques from animal communicators or because I think animal communication is probably the same as people communication. Um, I just happen to have taken an animal communication course, but then you take a class from somebody and your whole physiology be, be very much more receptive to that teaching. All right. Well, fantastic. Best place again, it goes light in the morning.com to purchase your book and also, or Amazon and Make sure you like and share the podcast. It's great talking to you, Margo, but that's the thing, the power of manifestation. And we can manifest to our loved ones and hopefully have that communication because what we, what we want, we can achieve in life and after life. So I appreciate you coming by, Margo. And thanks for, again, Absolutely. for the podcast. Talk next week. And happy, happy okay. Halloween to you. And we'll talk November. Thank you, Neil. You too. Time. All right. Take care. Thanks, Margo. All right. See ya. Mm -hmm. All right. Bye-bye. All right, guys. That was a light in the morning podcast. Take care.